There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today in history, in 1989, the Berlin Wall is opened after dividing the city for 28 years. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your Sasquatch, Zachary. That's right, folks. I'm real, and the Mothman has asked you to kindly stop trying to make him sexy. I'm Megan, and I'll be your bargain bin Athena for tonight. We're talking about the history of mousetraps. Not the game. I still love that commercial. I don't remember exactly what commercial you're talking about. It's like a vague... Oh, dude, it was, it was wild. A bit in like, my... This is in the action, a crazy contraption. The fun is catching its mousetrap. Okay, now, yeah, it's like one of those things every 90s commercial just as a faint memory, but I know seemed like a drug trip at the time to my tiny, like, infantile brain. Your boy um, ears. Your small boy ears. But... <laughs> I feel like we're going to get totally on that tangent. So I'm trying to rail us back into the history, which is the, the reason we do this. All right. So mousetraps. Mousetraps, not the game, the actual thing. So you're both familiar with what a mousetrap looks like, right? Yeah. Yes. What if I told you that was not the first patented mousetrap? Okay. Hang on. Yep. Tell me the country of origin for the first patented mousetrap. America. Did it involve explosives? No. Okay, continue. But (laughs) furthermore, it originated in Texas. Okay, my question remains. Did it it involve explosives? No. Okay, then I have a follow-up question. Did it involve guns? I'm sending you an image in the Discord right now for the patent for the mousetrap. The first one. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? So for those of you who are at home listening and cannot see this... This is a gun on a base in front of a mouse hole. Um, this was a trap that was invented by James A. Williams of Fredonia, uh, Texas in 1882. It was a patented version of the mouse trap. Uh, he took inspiration from 19th century quote-unquote burglar alarms that were basically just a pistol rip-roaring ready to go. No, I think what you mean is that he took inspiration from an episode of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry took inspiration from this, I think. I, I think like, chronologically speaking, it goes most ridiculous mousetrap in the world, then Tom and Jerry. Episode of Tom and Jerry. Let's not get anachronistic here. Like, yeah. what came first, the episode of Tom and Jerry or this guy's horrible invention? I don't even know what that word means. Anyways, continue. <laughs> it's a great invention. It's a very American invention. Um, the writing for this is it is a lever contraption that would set a spring that would pull a trigger of, quote, 
a revolver or pistol secured to a suitable frame. Suitable. Yeah, suitable. Williams also pointed out that his trap had the advantage of having an alarm so you would know when to reset it. I don't like this. <laughs> so the alarm was the alarm was the gunshot. The alarm was actually, I mean, if we want to get technical about it, Matt, you are correct. There is an explosion. The alarm was the explosion and the bullet proceeding yeah, to yeah, travel yeah. So out like the barrel of a gun. A combustion, but not quite. See, when I said explosion, and when you said Texas, I thought, let's rig up a dynamite stick to this here mouse hole and see what we turn up. Yeah, you're sitting there saying, okay, what's the next thing to do to fix mice? I guess dynamite? <laughs> yeah. We've tried nothing and it didn't work. <laughs> we tried nothing and it didn't work. But you're telling me that when you're like, what? What do you think this involved? And when he said explosives and I said a gun, we both technically weren't wrong. No, you were not wrong at all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you were you were right. You Megan. hit it on the. <laughs> I, I was exactly right, and I didn't expect to be this right. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you were. I, mean, I, I don't Texas. know. <laughs> I'm a little scared that I was right. It's kind of like when you throw out like a logical extreme, right? And you don't expect it to be correct. And you're a little sad that it is. No, you're just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. a dad moment where, or at least for me, America, it's a dad moment. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> God. And for some reason, your mousetrap came home a little bit late after curfew. And you're not mad. You're just disappointed. So tell me more about this crazy invention. So here's the thing. that There's not a whole lot on it because it was an absolutely failed invention. So there isn't a whole lot that is about it because, again, it was a failed patent. 1882, James A. Williams of Fredonia, Texas. This was his, his patent for the mousetrap. And there isn't a whole lot more on it simply because I don't think... Even Americans in 1882 thought that rigging up a gun to blow up a small rodent was a smart idea. So here's the thing. Here's the really ridiculous thing, too, where I would have drawn the line when I saw this on store shelves. Like, is it really a good idea to have a bunch of loaded firearms at foot level? Like, can you imagine getting up in the middle of the night and, like, accidentally stumbling over one? It's just like, oh, how'd you lose, like, five toes? It's, oh, my mousetrap went off. <laughs> exactly. Like, there is, there's no logical way to do it. In, in any way that makes sense, as you said, like, if you were to, you know, walk through your kitchen and accidentally step on a mousetrap, you know, tonight, yeah, it would hurt like heck, but you'd still have your toes. You wouldn't have your toes with this. You're, you'd, you'd, you know, wake up everyone in the neighborhood as there was a gunshot going off at one o'clock in the morning because it does show a revolver. And my brain, of course, assumes it's just like a Colt forty five sitting inside of a wooden frame. <laughs> like... <laughs> the the gun sitting there in the wooden frame looking up at you walking late at night and not knowing where you're going and it's like trip go ahead make my day <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna ask yourself how many bullets do i have left I just count the mouse carcasses around it <laughs> my oh. biggest concern with this story is did they arrest the man after he brought this into the patent office <laughs> because imagine being but just imagine for a second being the uh, the the patent 
like the person who has to look at this, right? Mm-hmm. Like they woke up that morning, they got themselves a cup of coffee. They were like, you know what? It's just going to be a great day. Who knows? Maybe they were struggling with some issues. They sit down at their desk. This gentleman, what's his name? Um, James A. Williams. So this guy struts into their office and they're just enjoying their coffee. I'm picturing the guy from Stranger Things. Like, mornings are for coffee and contemplation, right? This person's just sitting there. This guy struts in off the street and he's like, I'd like to tell you about a great new invention. A rat trap. Rat trap. And she's like, yeah, sure. Pass it. Like, let me let me take a look at this thing. And then she looks at it. <laughs> and I can only imagine the amount of strength that it took that man or woman to not laugh in this gentleman's face. And then immediately call the police. And then immediately call <laughs> the police. Uh, 911, we have an emergency. I know we get some strange things in here, but, like, this one is not okay. <laughs> So the thing is, I am looking at the the United States patent website. Yeah, mm-hmm. are there are rules. Like, is there a submission guideline? No, no, no. So, so I'm looking at the patent website. I pulled up the actual patent for this mousetrap. Oh, that's really cool okay. that you can actually go into their archives and find it. There is no text for this mousetrap. It's just the image that I sent you. That is the exact. <laughs> Explain to me why anyone would need more than that image. You don't, but what I'm saying is it's just exactly that. You don't need anything more than, oh my god, it's a, oh my sweet Odin, it is a gun on a wooden pallet set to blow. Dude, imagine this guy bringing it to Shark Tank. And be like, <laughs> do I, do, oh yeah, if he existed now. <laughs> if he existed nowadays. Yeah. He just brings it to the sharks. I don't know how much they could get off of him. All I will say is... Zero. 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 They would not invest. Hard pass. The other thing I will say is there is a bit from a... It's just an abstract that I wrote for apparently some advertising they were going to do. And it just says, yes, it's real and it's glorious. And I could not agree more. I mean, yeah, that's pretty glorious. (laughs) That sounds so <laughs> ominous. Like, yes, it's real, in case you were wondering. And it is glorious. Like, that sounds like a vengeful god <laughs> coming down. Yeah, it was this idea that he, apparently the, the guy had too many rats or, or mice or whatever, small rodents, and he was exacting that vengeance. He was the vengeful god. It's real. Oh, yeah, people, I'm strapping a fully loaded firearm in front of of a mouse hole like man those mice didn't see what was coming to like i wonder if he actually rigged it up in his house too and like some mice actually well i'd imagine that he would have needed to test it right like he'd need to be like yeah this is why i'm bringing this patent forward is because i i tested it in my own home and i know it works there's no text on the patent it's just a picture he dreamed this up in a fever dream and he was like, I need to, no one else can have this, please. Like, I want to be paid big money. <laughs> nobody else. Nobody else deserves this. I need money for this. I need money for this. My mom told me that I was a dreamer and God damn it, I am. <laughs> I'm I doing dream, big things, mama. I dream big. I dream big, although I'm trying to kill my small. My mama do you proud. You gotta do kill small things to dream big. My other issue with this patent here is um is the fact that this so this picture for our listeners this just it's a open field 
with a <laughs> gun pointing at just a hole that seems to exist in time and space there. It doesn't look like it belongs at all. And this is my issue with classic depictions of, you know, mouse holes in general. Like, any time that you're watching, like, a Tom and Jerry or anything pertaining to a mouse. How the fuck do mice make holes that that circular? Like, at a certain point, right, mice are chewing through your drywall. Yeah? And that's not a clean process. So, at some point, the humans just decide to make that a nice semicircle for them and at that point you've accepted accepted the mouse into your home you don't get to then rig up a gun to shoot them in the face when they're stepping off their front doorstep you don't get to turn them into mouse paste at that at that moment you have invited them into your home but the other thing i will say is this is 1882 it's not drywall it's just straight wood okay so like yeah the other thing is about this patent it doesn't even look like it's in straight wood it looks like he's just setting this up outside in a field. No, it's in a field where a mouse has ripped through time and space. It is a black hole that he has stepped out of to find a gun in his face. Which no, which tells me he's saving us from the dead the, the death mice of 2050 when the world is overrun <laughs> by evil mice that can time travel. Or, Either that, or he's escaping the bubonic plague in England. Or bubonic plague. So you've plague. got this little British mouse that's just, he's Stuart Little, and he's come <laughs> oh, out of this dude, mouse hole. He's Fifle. Fifle goes west. <laughs> <laughs> Fifle goes west and, and gets shot in the face with a revolver. <laughs> Fifle goes old west, and it doesn't end well at all. Like, there are no cats in a mess. There are no cats in America, but a lot of revolvers here. <laughs> That's awful. It is you awful. ruined well, my childhood. Well, that was Fievel Goes West. Uh, I know that there are more than, there's more than one movie, but like, that was, you know how they had Lion King one and a half? That was Fievel Goes West one and a half. One and a half. Fievel Goes West one and a half. The fight with the revolver. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's there's so much I could continue to say on how ridiculous this invention is. and Because part of me loves it for how ridiculous it is. And I understand at that time, I guess this is the first thing you could think of. Like, you killed everything else with this gun. Why not a mouse? But No, I think, and I may be giving this guy not enough credit, right? I think his first reaction was explosives. Yeah. I legitimately believe that this man took a stick of dynamite and just before he was about to light the fuse, his wife came home and went, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm trying to kill the rats. And she's like, get a gun, damn it. (laughs) That's the logical next step. (laughs) Just one step down. Just one. It doesn't need to be a couple steps down. Just one. And, And the other thing is, I'm imagining that or... He ends up blowing up half the house, and then his wife comes home. Oh, and, it's and like, she's really mad. <laughs> yeah, John did blow up half the house. Oh, God. You know what they say. See, that's why uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm saying that, yeah, I think, uh, I think if we were looking at the patent of an unmarried man, <laughs> this would just be a stick of dynamite. <laughs> uh, also, you, you were saying something, Megan. What do, what oh, do they I say? Was, I was going to say, you know what they say, a happy spouse means a happy house, but, you know, if you have no house, then I guess... Then the you're spouse, both miserable and homeless? Then you're both you miserable and homeless. 
house. Yep. But your mice are gone. A happy spouse means a happy house and also means keeping all of your fingers on your hand because you didn't fuck around with dynamite. Oh my god. Fuck around and find out. Oh, I think um, we've beaten this horse. Well, do you, so it's a mouse. Do you but yes, hear, we beat it. Do you want to hear another story that actually has to do with animals? See, I thought my story was going to be completely incongruous, but it actually has to do with animals. Just like last episode, when you thought we couldn't string together baby death and cannibalism, but we did. Um, is this the animal cruelty episode? It, no, because mine maybe. has nothing to do with animal cruelty. Oh, no, that's a lie. Mine does have to do <laughs> oh, with animal no. cruelty. It's the animal cruelty episode. <laughs> it's the animal cruelty episode. We did not do like, this on purpose. I was like, no, my topic has nothing to do with animals. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's the entire fucking point. Wow. This is the best part, that we're all on the same wavelength. Because we don't we don't plan what stories we come in with. That's part of the point of this podcast is... We don't plan to, we don't tell each other what we're coming in with. Yet somehow we got on the same page with, with dead kids and cannibalism and we got on the same page with animal cruelty and I'm really here for it. So Megan, now that we're all here for it, tell me about your animal cruelty. All right. Okay. My animal I'm not talking cruelty. about your story. Tell me about times that you have been oh, cruel to animals. Me personally. Personal animal cruelty. Ugh. I just realized the way that I phrased that, I said, uh, tell me about your animal cruelty, which made it sound like I was accusing you. Anyways, wow. now that I've finished making jokes that only I care about, oh go, my God. <laughs> go ahead. Oh. All right. So, uh... Medical anomalies is where my story starts. They're pretty interesting uh, in and of themselves. But I'm already um, uncomfy. Go yeah, on. Good. Uh, but in the 1700s, you know, the entire human body was basically a medical anomaly because really who knew what was going on with it at the time? Repeat that date. Uh, in the 1700s. 1700s? How does a body work? Literally no clue. You got ghosts in your blood. You got ghosts in your blood. <laughs> Which was pretty much like the equivalent of them saying, like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, God, <laughs> is it God's fault? Maybe. Probably. How much God, did you sin this month? God made me this way. God made me this way. Um, so this story is of Mary Toft, who in 1726 claimed that she was giving birth not only to random animal parts, but to full stop rabbits. I'll let that sink in. Okay, so <laughs> earlier... In this story, I said I'm already uncomfy. Yeah, how much? Uh, how much has that gone up on like a, a ten point scale? Uh, uh, we're sitting at a solid twenty five. <laughs> okay, we're at a twenty five. Good, excellent. Um, because let's let's continue. And while it was true that Toft was and had been pregnant before, and she had given birth to completely normal children, uh, mm-hmm. when she went into labor this time. Her neighbor, who had been called to help her as, like, a midwife, reported that Toft had produced uh, several animal parts. And this lady showed uh, Mary's mother-in-law, who then sent them to John Howard, a man midwife who had three decades of experience. And she was like, yo, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but this ain't right. So, yeah, it's not Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Sir? ain't right with my nethers. I keep pooping out animal bits. Um, I don't think pooping is the right phrase there. Hey, but Zach, yeah, I said what I said. I know you did. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> 
oh, now you're uncomfortable. Yeah, because, yeah. like, woman, so, woman's giving birth to animal parts, and Zach's like, I got this. But I say pooping them out, and no, no, no. he's like, no, 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 we've gone too far. Well, he has lines. It's not even that. It's more the fact that, like, oh, I get it. Like, it's claimed that this thing's happened. And then it's like, nah, this person really did give birth to animal parts, and we also put them through the postal service, as if they don't do enough. <laughs> postal service part like unless they hand delivered it right like if they hand delivered it that's one thing but if they sent this into the postal service like we have another problem 1700s and i guarantee you that that was like a messenger yeah they just Mm. called up the pony express and was like can you send this fetal rabbit's foot a fucking courier walking around with a fucking fetal rabbit's foot in he doesn't know where it came from (gasps) yeah no idea um, so initially this man midwife, uh, had reservations, but when he went to go see Mary and, uh, in, she gave birth to more animal parts and Howard was like, yeah, this doesn't seem right. I'll look into it. And over the Does next- it specify what type of animal parts? I'm sorry for interrupting you, but like, was it only rabbit bits or was she giving birth to like pieces of deer or- Oh, so, uh, there is a quote and it says she delivered three legs of a cat of a tabby color, one leg of a rabbit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she also, um, delivered the claws of a cat- and three Ooh, pieces, the yeah, the claws, not great to be Ouchie. going through your nethers. And yeah, no, for sure. Three pieces of the backbone of an eel and the cat's feet that she delivered were supposed to be formed from her imagination of the cat that she was fond of that slept on the bed at night. Welcome to the Fantasy Pet Smart, <laughs> located in this woman's vagina. <laughs> Some assembly required. Some assembly (laughs) of nightmare quality required. Just stick all the stuff in the pet cemetery and call it a day. Dude, it's like um it's like a a build your own doll, right? Except it's your own Eldritch Abomination. Yeah, you build your own Eldritch horror. Build your own nightmare. It's a fucking hoo-ha build-a-bear. Oh no. (laughs) Now we've reached my line in the sand. Please continue. I gotta hear how this ends. Like, I'm grossed out, but I am intrigued. I know. So I found this today, and I was intrigued, too. I'm like, I need to know how this happened. So I do want to say, like, when they say that it was conjured up from her imagination, this was actually a thing called, a belief called maternal impression, where a lot of people believe that uh, conception and pregnancy were influenced by what the mother dreamt or saw. So it was believed that if pregnant women spent too long around certain animals and grew too close to them, their children would resemble these pets. So they were like, did she just spend too much time with, like, the cat? Like, around rabbits? Like, what's happening? So the midwife, the the male midwife, called other notable physicians, uh, and the story got some traction until it landed on the desk of King George I, who was like, hey, I don't have much else going on, and this lady birthing a bunch of animal parts is exactly what I've been looking for, despite this day up, and he sent people to see what was happening. And they weren't disappointed because Top proceeded to deliver a whole rabbit torso, And when they examined her, they concluded that the rabbits were somehow bred in her fallopian tubes, proving that men have never understood how a woman's body works. (laughs) And they still don't. And they still 
don't. So then the king ordered that Toph was brought to London because he was like, I need more people to figure this out. Like, I'm really invested. Uh, So she got studied by some famous obstetricians and for some reason a bishop? Of course the bishop. Well, yeah, if you have eldritch parts coming out of your nethers, you ask someone from the holy church. (laughs) This is the weirdest form of exorcism he's ever seen, but you'll be damned if he's going to miss it. He's like, I'm doing it for Jesus. (laughs) But you you say that. You say that he's doing it for Jesus, but... I He's mean, doing it for Jesus. The bishop, I'm assuming, took a vow of chastity and is doing everything he can to kind of break it when he can. Because yeah, that's, what that's I'm how saying. bishops Zach, do. Are you saying that he would attempt to mate with this woman? No, I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm. He wants to be the sire of many young rabbits that have been disembodied. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. This is what this bishop wanted, and and centuries later, I am putting it to his name. <laughs> I have put this evil on him. I, yup, you have. Don't you put that evil on me? Yeah, I put it on him, and there's nothing he can do about it. Uh, But in London, she stopped producing rabbits. So finally, she confessed after she was threatened with a painful operation that she was lying. She said that she had a miscarriage, and after she had the miscarriage, she inserted the animals into herself and made up the story. Uh... (laughs) Uh, and that so like it it wasn't true and she continued to do it with the help of her husband and her her sister-in-law and also a traveling woman that mysteriously showed up and was like if you pull this off you'll never want for anything again because you'll be super famous but then the the king charged her with being a vile and cheating imposter this just got turned into the weirdest sex party i have ever heard of dude here's what's gonna here's what's gonna happen now i'm ready i'm gonna step away from my (laughs) mic i'm gonna find a bucket (laughs) i'm going to vomit all of the expensive whiskey that i was drinking before now and i'm gonna try and get my life back on (laughs) because we we just discovered um, at least Matt and I, Megan, you discovered this plenty earlier than us, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I appreciate your insight. Um, Thank you. But I also don't appreciate your insight, because now we know that not only did this woman stick stuff up her hoo-ha, but she had her husband, her sister-in-law, and some fucking rando just right on in there with animal parts. That's okay. just... I want to know... Do you think that that was just like a traveling saleswoman of, like meat that she found oh Oh, no that makes it worse this is a woman that was just like walking down the street and she was picking up a roadkill and she's just like i wonder where i could put this i don't have a refrigerator (laughs) oh god that sentence killed me inside i'm going to sleep a worse human (laughs) oh i died a little i died a little just so did the rabbits this lady was a peasant right but i just want to know like her frame of mind for like a random sh- imagine if a stranger came up to you at work and was like hey you tired of working and you're like yeah i don't want to work anymore it's just like have you considered and you're like hmm i hadn't but i think yeah, you're on imagine something. making that pitch <laughs> imagine making that pitch right it's not even like a coworker comes up to you and ready to pop the question 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It was literally like a random person, you're walking down the street, and this person's like, hey, you tired of working? And you're like, yeah, like work sucks. <laughs> you tired of the nine to five? Have you ever this considered? This is the equivalent of a messed out crack addict just tapping you on the shoulder and going, I got a business proposition for you. <laughs> you you want to hear some idea I got? <laughs> like, n- no. no. No, man. I'm okay. But this lady was like, yeah, 100% lay it on me. I think one of the things that this concern, the most concerning thing about this to me is just like a person's mental state in that, like how hard up for money are you? Like your husband's not making enough money that you just decide that you're going to stick animal parts in your vagine. Vagine. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't. As you're saying, like, how poor are you that you need to, you think that this is a smart idea, but how poor are you to be able to afford that many cats and rabbits? Yeah, see, I don't, because her husband was buying them, and he was cutting them up, and he he was helping her do the do. So, I mean, they were peasants. Yeah, but this turned into a family affair. This definitely turned into a family affair. I don't know. This this is, like, such a strange story, because, like, on one hand, I can understand being a peasant, and then someone gives you the, a way to gain notoriety right and maybe some fame and fortune but like megan let me ask you a question (laughs) i need to because you just said that you understand being a peasant i need to ask in this day and age right now because we're all struggling college like we've been through it we've got the debt if a random vagabond walked past you on the street and said i will ensure that you become rich all you have to do is shove the backbone of an eel up your vagina. Would you say no? Yes see, to you that? didn't let me finish. I said, but there, okay. there are definitely like things that you Some do limits. not do. There are li- there are hard limits here. Hard and this limits. Is hard. This is one that you do not do. They do say everything's a dildo if you try hard enough, right? Oh my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the imagery I need. Oh, there the were worst. no antibiotics. <laughs> There's no way to sanitize well, that see, that's, shit. That's yeah. That's my that's my next question. Is like I oh we're going. I'm so close to like actually vomiting. Ugh. Did they? <laughs> um, did they drain these creatures of blood before stuffing them into her vagina? Or where? Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't. Well, I can't so finish that thought. I'm so sorry. I'm not sure. Like the. 
I, I'm not sure the actual steps taken, but to like sort of veer us away from the more gory details of this, because believe me, I've been sitting with this evil now for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said earlier, man, I have a weird one. And you were like, oh no, it's fine. But like, is it? But anyway, you weren't fucking kidding. It's not it's anymore. Not it's, not okay. it's not anymore. But to sort of veer us off of the more gory details, um, this case actually caused a panic in the medical profession because it discredited a lot of careers of prom- prominent physicians and surgeons. Because Physician. yeah, the physicians. I thought you. Said, <laughs> I thought you said physicists. Phys- yeah, the physicists. And I was like, what do physicists have to do with this peasant's vagina? What does is, what is that random traveling woman have to do with it? But she inserted herself. <laughs> In more ways than one. Continue. But, you, um, you made the joke so I didn't have to. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was low-hanging fruit, honestly. <laughs> so it, it discredited their, their careers because a lot of people are like, wow, they're super gullible if they can believe this woman even after examining her. Like, they actually don't know what's going on with anything. And then a bunch of writers, like prominent writers and satirists at, um, during the time, uh, created what is the 1700s equivalent of a meme storm. So they wrote a lot of saucy ballads and plays making fun of these people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Imagine taking a vacation with your family, and then you go to a local tavern and you listen to a bard minstrate about the fact that you used to stuff animal bits up your cooter. (laughs) And do you cover your kids' ears at that point? I don't... Oh, you walk the fuck out, I imagine. I'm also imagining the limericks. There was once a woman who gave birth to a rabbit. (laughs) Oh, God. They're not going to be... They're not going to be pleasant. Alexander Pope got into it too. He um oh, yes. <laughs> he, yes. he wrote a whole satirical ballad with uh with um William Pulteney and it's called The Discovery or The Squire Turned Ferret and um oh. one of the yeah, one of the lines from it most true it is I dare to say ever since the days of Eve the weakest woman sometimes may the wisest man deceive. So in modern terms, he's basically saying, y'all don't know shit about women and you never will, which still stands true yeah, to this I day. Mean, m- mic drop, <laughs> I guess. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. We might actually know some more medical science, but we still don't know shit. And honestly, I hope, like, in the end, that was one of her reasonings for for being so confident in her ability to pull this off being like listen they don't know anything and her her husband was like yeah i don't know anything either and she's like perfect that's what i'm counting on let's do this (laughs) yeah everything about this has unsettled me to my core what i will say is i i'm thankful for the internet because i think it keeps us occupied enough to not do anything as stupid as this but I hate the internet because it's told us about this thing that is deeply unsettling. Yeah, good old Mary Yeah, because you're not going to find this in a history book. Nope. I don't, I don't think... Well, there there is a book. Um, it's it's like oh, a novel, God. and it's called Mary Toff, the Rabbit Queen. Ooh, no. I'm, I'm uncomfy. <sighs> I hear your sigh. I hear it. And I feel yeah. like... You're not mad. You're just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay. But 
Actually, disappointed isn't even really the right word. Disgusted beyond belief. This story gets to live rent-free in my head for the remainder of the week, and it's only Monday. The remainder of the week? I'm sure this is going to live in my brain rent-free for the remainder of my life. I'm going to be on my deathbed, and someone's going to bring me a balloon that reminds... A, a fucking balloon animal that reminds me of this, and I'll be like, Oh, God, no! They're like, Grandpa, it's a bunny. <laughs> no! The only thing I can hope... The only thing I can hope for now is that I do catch dementia... Uh, and that I forget all about. My grandkids are going to bring me a rabbit and be like, Grandpa, look what we got. And I'll be like, get me my old-fashioned mousetrap. Get me my old-fashioned mousetrap. <laughs> so now I'm really curious. How is your story about animal cruelty? Please regale me. I'm yeah, ready. we got to keep this train rolling. I'm so fucking ready for this. Have you guys ever heard of something called bufonia? No. No. So my theme so far has been like some some pretty dope ancient Greek stories, and I'm gonna memify this just a little bit uh, with a with a current meme that is um this is how it started and this is how it's going. <laughs> um, so bufonia is uh, translated to ox killing, basically. Okay. Or uh. I, I don't know if that's... It's like the slaying of an ox or something um, to that effect. Now, ancient cultures tended to sacrifice animals quite a bit for favorable weather, any, you know, like a blessing on a wedding, anything like that. But in ancient Athens, they used to sacrifice vegetables and cakes and things like that. Vegan sacrifice. I gotcha. Yeah, it was like a, it was a vegan sacrifice. That's cool though. The thing is, none of the gods are vegans. Nope. No. So, <laughs> I so just the asked is, them um, and they did get back to me and they yeah, said I, I called them I called them up and I said, Hey, veganism? And they were like, fuck that. <laughs> no. So um <laughs> no, they actually said we're cool with it as long as you're not preachy about it. <laughs> that's, that's actually canon. So anyways, while they were getting ready for one of these festivals, the festival of this this sacrifice uh to the gods, one of the oxen from the fields, he wandered his way to where the altar to Zeus was, where they had made this offering of um, of grain and cakes and things, and he ate the offering. <laughs> That's relatable. So, so just to remind you guys, this is this is how it started, right? So, this is where it began. Yep. So, anyways, one of the farmers or one of the people who had been helping make this offering got so enraged by this ox eating the offering that he killed it with an axe that seems like an over an overreaction but okay the issue being that the killing of field oxen is illegal so immediately after killing this ox he ran he was like shit (laughs) for fear of being you know sent to prison or killed for his actions and everyone was like, we need to get this guy and we need to fucking kill him. We need to kill this son of a bitch. We need to bring him to justice. Let's yeah, get him. Killed this this fat cow that ate everything. But it's not right. But before Dungon killed a cow, we gotta lynch him. <laughs> before they could do that, an oracle came to Athens and said, "No, no, no. You gotta eat this ox." Okay. I'm with you. And then you'll be you'll be rewarded. With what? 
right? So <laughs> the same things that you pray for, the good crops, the all that stuff. Oh, okay. But then the oracle said, and you must complete this sacrifice every year from now on. Oh. So the circumstances didn't change, however. It's still illegal to kill an ox. And so they prosecuted the axe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this just sounds like a crazy Saturday night. A giant cookout, one person really high on drugs, and some poor decision making and someone getting blamed for it that really doesn't deserve it. That has lasting consequences. Right, but then when you go to hold them accountable for the crime, they're not there, and so you accuse the chair they were yeah. sitting in. So that's essentially, so that's how it started. Yep, that is how it started. You would think that going forward in years, they would do away with the outlawing of killing field oxen. So this is where the second half of the meme comes in. This is how it's going. A few years down the line, there is now more pomp and circumstance to this. The altar of Zeus is set up in the Acropolis. Yep. They then lure field oxen to the altar. They have a blacksmith smith a sacrificial knife and an axe for this event. They have women with sac uh, sacred water to anoint the blades. And then they have a person who has been selected to carry out this. So killing, the right? person isn't going. So the person isn't going to be like convicted of killing. I cow. see where this is going. I see where this is going. It's not the person. So what happens is they lure these ox to the altar. They Ted Bundy it. <laughs> The first, and this is like a herd of oxen, right? So it's maybe like five or six ox. They are brought to this altar, and the first one to eat from the altar is the one that's selected as the victim or the sacrifice. Oh, no. And the rest of them are sort of shooed away, and then they get this one ox ready for this ritual. Then what they do is the selected member kills the ox with the axe or the sacrificial knife, and then he runs the fuck away. <laughs> the guy does? Because it's still fucking illegal <laughs> to kill a goddamn ox. Can he come back? I don't fucking know. See, that's better than what I thought because I was like, okay, they have a blacksmith you know, produce a sacrificial axe every year. And then they kill the ox and then they persecute the axe. Yeah, every goes, year. That's why they need to make a new one every yeah, year because the axe the, goes yeah, to jail. But, yeah, the, it goes to axe jail. <laughs> Here's the thing. They don't just accuse the axe every time. They accuse the guy who did it. They accuse the water pourers, these women who anoint the blades in holy water. <laughs> they accuse these women first. And these women go, no, it wasn't us. It was the blacksmith. And then the blacksmith accuses the instruments of his trade. Oh, okay. And the axe is presumably locked up. <laughs> it's just sitting in a cell. <laughs> I'm sitting here doing my nickel. Doing my job. So the sharpeners, the sharpeners of the weapons charge the men who give them the weapons. And then they charge the butcher, who is the person who's fled. The person who killed, they say, no, it wasn't us. It was the person who gave us the knife. And then they say, no, it's the person who killed the animal. 
And then after that, they're like, well, he's not here to prosecute. Uh, the knife is guilty for killing this animal, and the axe is guilty <laughs> for killing this animal. And because neither of them can speak a word in their defense, the knife is banished into the sea. Okay. And the axe is just put somewhere. <laughs> it's put in axe jail. And then, when all of that is over, they stuff the ox and put it back on a plow harness so that it can look like it's doing the job it was supposed to be doing before they sacrificed See, it. that's where the cruelty comes in. I think all of it is pretty cruel. I mean, you you lure you lure ox to an altar and you're like, go ahead and try it. And they're like, no, I mean, these guys are acting mad sus. Mad sus. And this guy's like, you know what? I haven't had a good meal in a bit. Like, <laughs> like maybe I'll just try I, some. That sucks. And it's like, okay, you guys fuck off. We're going we're gonna to kill this one. Can you imagine being the hungriest cow and, like, being a little bit dumb? Be like, no, guys, look, it's, like, going to be fine. And they're just like, no, they've done this before and we haven't seen Gary in years. Like, Imagine, imagine an Athenian ox named Gary. <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> it's Gary the Ox. Honestly, um, though, can you imagine if they they applied this same amount of litigation to, like, guns now? <laughs> they basically do. I know. I mean, look at it. Like, the whole entire uh, guns don't kill people. But, like, if, well, I guess in this scenario, it would. <laughs> <laughs> the guns do kill people. It would people. be like, I didn't shoot him. The gun did. The gun did. shot him. And it's just like, yeah, but you were holding. The... Then the gun wielder just runs, and they're like, oh, we can't catch him. It must be the gun's fault. Let's put it in gun jail. <laughs> I just don't understand why you start on a situation where you're like, okay, this is illegal, but this oracle told us to repeat this ritual every year. Could the oracle not have... I, I imagine this oracle walking by and being like, no, do it every year. And they're like, all right, fine. And then once she gets back to her hut on the other side of Greece, she just goes, ah, fuck, I was supposed to tell them to make oxen slaying legal for just that one day so they didn't have to run off a member of their community. Right. So I have a question. Do you think this oracle is the same traveling woman that told Mary Toft? <laughs> No, because I honestly feel like if she was the same woman, someone would have an ox in their vagina. She's just suggesting different animals. She's just like, I don't know, I'll get it right once, I guess. (laughs) No, that's probably where she got her start. She's like, put an ox in your vagina. And then someone was like, (gasps) That's a big ass. And she's like, no, smaller, smaller next time. Rabbits, rabbits are where we're at. But yeah, that's like wild that they they listened to the oracle, but they didn't take the logical next step of saying, well, let's make this easier so we don't have to go through this whole rigmarole, shall we? You say that, but this is the same culture that had the mental gymnastics, and I'm not knocking any of the philosophers from this era because they're they're all pretty all pretty much had some stuff on lockdown, but had a philosopher who was famous for saying that man was nothing but a bipedal chicken. There's some mental gymnastics that the Greeks could do that just, you know, they could get away with whatever the fuck they wanted if they could justify it. Man, they were just ahead of us, really. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that dude had a dream, and he was just like, we're all chickens. (laughs) That dude was Plato, so... That that dude... (laughs) 
We'll talk about that in a that's, different episode. That's, that's a whole other yeah, bag Yeah, Plato's a different bag of chickens. I was going to say uh-huh. that we got we to pull uh, a different rabbit out of a... For a that di- one. A Vagina? different hat. A different a bag. A different hat. Oh, is that what we're calling it nowadays? Yeah, I don't... I'm uncomfortable now again. So, like, immediately goes on Google <laughs> and starts looking up different names for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know that about does it for me. That was that was really good. So this, um, I I do have another question about it. Sure. Do they still like in Athens? Do they still sort of no. have a festival? No, 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 no. I don't think they. Well, I don't. Okay. So let me look that up because I don't think they do it this way. Yeah. Do they have like There's a modern Bufonia equivalent still. of Buffonia? Where yeah. It, there's less, you know, uh, long-standing legal proceedings. But yeah. like it's still more of a ritual. Like the guy doesn't get run off from town. You know town. what? I'll be I'll be honest with you. I don't think I don't think so. Huh? That's actually disappointing. Like I, I'd be okay if they just like tell told the guy to run a block down the road and then like come back in thirty, grab a cup of coffee, and you know, hey buddy, come it's, on. It's back. just for the circumstance of it. It's just for the you know. Well, it would be more of a cultural heritage thing at that yeah. point, right? You know, we celebrate Buffonia not because we actually hardcore believe that Zeus is going to come down and, like, grant favors upon us, but we do this to connect to our roots I mean, at that point. Yeah, so I think it's probably moved on from, you know... I can't find any sources that say this was the last known practice of Buffonia, anywhere yeah i'm not finding anything either um but it would be something interesting to look up or you know if anyone listening has uh any information on it that would be really cool if you guys could let us know yeah um let us know contact us on our facebook page or our instagram um it's pretty pretty easy to to find us um or tweet or tweet at us yeah you can actually tweet at us if you do have an answer to that uh, at the triumvirate underscore pod. Uh, you could find us on the Instagrams uh, at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions, or you could find us on Facebook at the triumvirate podcasts, which is at triumvirate pod. Wow, you can really find us anywhere, um, which means we are always with you, but not in a creepy way. But... Yeah, we're we're an internet piece. We're 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 voices on the internet, so we're pretty much everywhere on the internet. Yeah, we're we're omniscient and we're omnipotent and we're everywhere. <laughs> but I th- <laughs> I think that's it. Unless you guys have anything else, that was my last question. Um, I mean, I just have one more question. Yeah, go on. What the fuck, history? what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.